0: Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? (laughs) Really, Riley? Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! Hey, beloveds. Happy Wednesday. Hope you're having a great week. Welcome back to Really Riley, my little corner of the world where I like to keep it real and say some of the things that have you going, really, Riley? Or sometimes I'll make you cry. Hopefully, sometimes I'll make you laugh. But basically, I want to inspire you with some of the quirks of my journey in life that have been backwards, as some would say. I like to say I just live life on my own terms. And if you're new to this here podcast, backstory on me, I used to be a hopeless, reckless, romantic, I guess you could say. But it didn't really seem like any of my story in terms of love was romantic at all. I mean, I had every type of ex-boyfriend possible, narcissists, cheap asses, cheaters, physical and mental abusers, all of the things, right? And for a very long time in life, I thought I was just destined to be single because I had done it wrong so many times that I wanted to give up. Fast forward to now, at just a few weeks shy of being 40, I'm about to get married to the legit man of my dreams. And I'm not being hokey when I say that. He's my person. He puts up with my shit. And I always say, if it's not him, it's nothing. And I truly do mean that. Um... We have a child together. Our little baby boy Malin is six months old, and he is also dad to my son Lyric, whom I had before him, that's going to be six. Now, recently I did a little like Instagram poll thingy, question thing, ask me questions at random. I love doing that because it's sometimes like, what's the inspiration for this podcast like today? And a couple of you guys asked me some similar questions about dating and my advice in that and questions about self-love and self-worth. And I don't I almost want to chuckle because I'm like, how the hell, given my ridiculously misfunctioned, dysfunctional love life and past, am I the one giving advice? But I feel like some of the best advice often comes from that broken ass road, whatever that country song is. Like some of the best advice comes from hurt and learning because you know, you're always growing in that as much as it sucks in the moment, especially with me and dating. Every single relationship I ever had, however devastating or dumb it was, or even, you know, just wrong place, wrong time, wrong person, it's like I've learned and pulled something from it. So right before I met Marshall, I had literally, we've been together almost three years now. It'll be three years in January. Um, That's crazy to say that we've lived all that life in that time. Um, but I had just been dating a guy for like 3 months. It fizzled. I thought it was going to go somewhere, it didn't. It turned out that, you know, just it was yucky and it wasn't what it was I was thinking it was going to be. And before that there was like a string of like Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, all those dating apps because back what is it, 10 years ago, I was engaged to a different person. You guys might know this already if you listen to the podcast, but I'd like to give you a recap if you're new and we were engaged twice and he left me at the altar both times and it wrecked my world in terms of love and my view of everything and i don't really think i ever had a correct view of love anyway because growing up it wasn't really the when my, my parents like my mother's relationships weren't the pillar of you know normalcy and that's putting it very kindly right now um but i really didn't know my self worth or what i wanted from a relationship or what i wanted to give someone. You know, people ask me a lot, you know, if you could tell your 20-year-old self something or whatever, like what would be your advice and I'm like, "Love yourself first before you can love anybody else." Because legit, right before I met Marshall. So, just side note, our anniversary is January 7th. 6th. Shoot, he's going to kill me. Any whos will be first week of January. I had vowed as my New Year's resolution to give up dating, to go dry January instead of booze, because I don't drink anyway. On dating, I was so burned down on the damn dating apps. I was so done with it all. And I wanted to get in touch with myself. And I literally was saying, as I was, you know, walking into this new year, because I don't love New Year's resolutions. I like life resolutions, but I was like, I'm over it. I am going to be fine myself with me and my son and focus on that. And you know what's funny is, like, if any of my friends hear me say that, from back in the day, like the friends that have known me for forever, they'd chuckle too, because it was like, I went from relationship to relationship and could never be alone and focused on all the wrong people and the wrong things. And so somebody asked me on that Instagram poll, what worked for you for self-love? Well, what's funny is as I was vowing to do dry January, I was doing my vision board. And now just to be fair, Marshall and I were talking in the Instagrams about meeting. He'd been asking me to meet him. He'd asked me like three times. And the reason I said that our anniversary was January 6th or 7th. I love you, babe. I'm sorry. Um, was because January 1st is obviously New Year's Eve and we met six days later. I know I didn't stick to my dry January, but I did stick to the resolution of I'm going to love myself before I give this to anybody else. And In terms of self-love, that vision board meant a lot to me because when I do vision boards, I literally put the most ridiculous things on there. I ask for the moon and hope to get to the stars. Most of the time I get the universe. I'm not even lying. Like if I could show you my 2017 vision board, oh my God, like going into 2018, it's uncanny the things that came about and didn't even come about until like three years later. But they did come about, but there was something in the act of putting down those things that I wanted, the things that I knew I was worth, the things that I knew I would have someday if I just let go of all the ick. It's so nuts to look at them now. They're like my prized possessions. So vision boards is definitely one thing I would say in terms of self-love, and it seems as though like – oh, well, what's that going to do, putting my pictures of things that I want on a cardboard or on a pegboard? I'm like, well, you ever, like, think when you're in school, like, if somebody tells you something and you write it down, then you can commit it to memory? I still do this with news in the morning. Like, I'll have a story, and sure, I could read it off the computer or read it off, like, a prep site, but I like to write it down because then it makes it mine and I commit it to memory. It feels like the same thing with vision boards if you want to, like, you know, simplify it in a sense. Another one that people rolled their eyes at me, but it was, like, working out. Like, I didn't start working out and training really hard in the gym for a Marshall, my fiance, who's a strength coach, you know, like I didn't do it for him. I didn't do it for some dude to get a hot body. I mean, obviously that's a nice subsidiary of it, but I did it for mental clarity and strength physically and mentally. And I know a lot of people are like, yeah, Riley, we know you're all about fitness, but fitness for me was a lifestyle. And it was all about like doing something for me and no one else and setting these goals to focus on and not focus on anything else. Another one, like I said, that when I first met Marshall, I was like, yeah, no more to the dating apps." Like I was just done. I was done with the swiping. I was done with the hopeful texting. I was done with the meeting and it lasting a couple weeks because for me, when I was really ready to get in tune with what I wanted and have self-worth and self-love, it just, I was tired of being swiped on. I was tired of being on somebody's roster. I was tired of being like, Oh, she'll do for now, but there might be something else out there, so let me keep on swiping and dangle, you know, myself as a kid. Like, I I was just, I was done with all that circus. And listen, like, I know that that's the way that dating happens now for the most part, especially post-pandemic, but I was over it. I I put it down. I let it go. I literally was like, God, universe, if it's there for me, it's going to be there for me, and I'm done pushing for it because that's what I had done in so many, all of my other relationships. Pushed and pulled and tried to s- shove a square peg in a round hole. Like, got splinters shoving that thing in there and I was like, I'm over it. Hands up, done. Legit, y'all, six days later, I met the love of my life. <sighs> like, I just really had to focus on me and my son and it's just like, it's easy to say that, you know, because people always say that when you're a single mom or a single parent, they're like, Oh, just focus on your child. And then I'm like, yeah, but I want some human contact besides a three-year-old at the time. I want some nookie. I want some love. I want some attention. I want some human interaction that is fulfilling and stimulating. And I'm, I, although I love my sons to death, you don't get that from a toddler, obvi. Um, It's just almost annoying for me to hear myself say this because I know when I was in that space, I didn't want to hear any of that. I was like, okay, yeah, none of that's going to work. I just wanted it now. I hate the saying that says when it's for you, it's going to come to you, but it will. And I I really do feel like once I met Marshall, I literally was like, okay, this is me. Take it or fucking leave it. That's it. The first date we had, I went into a porta potty in the first 30 minutes that I met him with my sanitizer. And I was like, I don't give a shit. We're going on a hike. I don't want to be uncomfortable. I'm going to go pee. (laughs) I got up to the top of the mountain in my perfectly coiffed little messy bun, got a big old whiff of wind, and there it went. And I was like, screw it. I'm just going to do that little tuck over thing you do at the gym and say, I don't care. You know, we went to a restaurant. He was doing prep for his bodybuilding show. I mowed down on them tacos because I was like, screw it. We're here. I'm going to eat. I'm just unapologetically going to be me. And that's it and that's all. I was loving myself enough to say, well, if this man wants me, this is what it's going to be. That's it. I'm not going to conform myself to anyone. And I don't mean that I was like better than anybody or anything like that. I just mean I was comfortable with myself enough to move forward with somebody else. Because I think a big part of the reason why a lot of my relationships failed before, because I can't put it all on all of the other guys that I was with, is that I would conform to what i thought they wanted for a couple of months and then my real self would come out and then all of a sudden it was like a shock to the system like they loved what i they thought i was portraying and that also made me sad because it was always like why can't you love me why can't you love me why don't you stick around why does everybody always leave why do my relationships always fail after 2 3 years because i didn't love myself and because i wasn't showing them who i really was i also wasn't ready To know what I could give, what I was willing to take, what I wasn't willing to take, you know, was I ready to have the two way street that a real relationship comes with? I mean, no. So that's what I mean. Aside from the whole cliche of, oh, you have to love yourself before you can love anybody else, it's just true. Not even just from a perspective of not putting up with shit or being an independent woman, just also knowing what your version of love is and that first version of love should start with you. I didn't learn that growing up. I never had anybody set me aside and say, you know what, Riley, this is what you're worth. Know you're worth. No boy is allowed to break your heart in that sense. And I say boy, because I happen to like boys. I'm just, I'm not, I'm trying to be PC here, which I don't normally do in this podcast, but I felt that was important to say whatever way you go in terms of love. It was just important to love yourself first is all I'm trying to get at. See what happens. I get all weird when I try to be politically correct. Just no, no harm, no foul in anything I'm trying to say. Um, so somebody else on this Instagram questionnaire poll said something in the same vein of like dating and dating advice. Somebody was like, you know, can you give me some advice when you find that person? Like, what do you do? Somebody said, how do you impress a man? Well, I think I kind of just touched upon that. Like, my biggest form of impressing Marshall was legit just being me. He always tells the story of when I came out of the house, because at that time I had the fire engine red hair. I had two Red Bulls. I was like, I'm tired. I'm a single mom. Don't judge me. I was sassy. I had I gave zero fucks, almost probably to the point of, like, almost scaring him a little bit. Like, our first date when he was dropping me off at the doorstep – my son was upstairs with a nanny, and he wasn't going to kiss me because he didn't want to overstep. And I was like, damn it. Okay, If now that I've broken my, my you know, dating fast for you with all of six days later, come here. And I gave him the first kiss, and I thought he didn't like it because he was just shocked that I did it. But I feel like putting yourself forward and just being you. I would say, like, honestly, on your first date, if you're comfy with it, if not, no worries. Like, go in jeans and a t-shirt. Like, go in what you would go in. That's what I love about our first date is I literally had leggings on and, like, a long sleeve, like, Nike zip-up because it was chilly outside and we were going on a hike. And that's, like, what we do together now. That man sees me more without makeup and, you know, crazy fried hair in the morning more than anything else and loves me still. So I like that it's been that way since day one. Sure, he gets this sexy it's actually a staged version of Riley I say like the one that comes off a jingle ball or just leaves a photo shoot but i think that he loves the natural me even more and that's what impressed him like you are impressive i don't mean to sit up here sit here and be like you know a motivational speaker speaker but they're impressed with you for a reason they're going out on a date with you for a reason and if it's not the right reasons they got to go cuz it's never going to be the right reasons i don't think if it's not there sort of you know somewhat from the start because if he's just trying to He's trying to get you in the bedroom, and you know this. If he's trying to get you in the sack the first date, you can't screw your way to love. If they don't want that, trust me, I've tried. Maybe there's miracles that can happen, but for the most part, it just led to heartache for me. Another question this person asked was, "How often do I apologize if I feel sad and I said something to hurt him?" Oh, like she must have been like a fly on the wall in some of Marshall I's conversations. I. I don't know that I'm hard-pressed to admit that I'm wrong. I don't think that. But I think sometimes, immediately in the moment, my Puerto Rican fiery-ass temper is not super quick to step back and say I'm sorry. I'm sorry is a powerful word if it's said in the right way. I mean, I had a counselor one time, or a therapist, whatever you want to call him, Say to me, like when you're apologizing to your loved one, your significant other, or anyone for that matter, you have to say four words after. I'm like, oh God, what are these four words? After the apology, because anybody can say I'm sorry, but you know, and of course they feel obligated to forgive you sometimes and be like, Yes, okay, because you want to end the argument. But in order to actually solidify that apology and let them know that you really mean it, this therapist said to me, You should follow it up with, Do you forgive me? Because that therein gives them the power to sit in it for a second and say, all right, you've apologized, it's a step, but sometimes they may not forgive you just yet. And it's almost like an extended additional olive branch to the easy, oh, well, I'm sorry. It's, I'm sorry. Do you forgive me? And let me tell you, I am saying that to Marshall a lot more than he says it to me because his patience level is greater than mine. But somehow we work. And somehow we figure it out. I really don't like being cliche at all. It's not my thing. I don't like to be Hallmark quotes and rainbows and Skittles because life is fucking messy. And that's hence why this entire podcast is called Really Riley because I want to keep it real to the point of being like, oh shit, she just said that. Like you can't show your representative in the relationship and expect to get the real thing. That's not mine. I think Chris Rock said that a long time ago, like for six months when you date somebody, you see their representative and all of a sudden the real them comes out. That's where I was for a lot of years. And I really do truly feel that like self-love, as hokey and hallmark as that sounds, is where it starts. It's not everything. I mean, obviously you just loving yourself isn't going to drop Prince Charming on your doorstep, but if Prince Charming comes along and you have that tool in your pocket, I feel like... You guys are going to snag each other a lot faster. I don't like to say you're going to snag him or he's going to snag you individually because I feel like when I met my right person in Marshall, it was like a joined thing. We were both ready. We both wanted it. The stars aligned, as they say. There was no guesswork. It was just what we wanted. And I really do truly believe that this is what was meant for me all that time. I wish I had stopped waiting for it. I wish I lived more life in those years that I was desperate to find my person and found a lot of shitty persons in that quest for said person. So there is my weird cockamamie advice on dating and self-love as I've lived it. I'd like to think I got it right this time because in my eyes, Marshall's perfection, I hope I'm perfection in his. I think, you know, he did put a ring on it. We are getting married in 44 days. That's so weird to say, but so exciting. I mean it, y'all. Like once you just let go and once you let it life come to you, whatever that is, I can't promise you that you're going to find your person because sometimes some people don't. That's real too. But I feel like you will. And then in the meantime, you can be content with just living life as it is now we're not promised tomorrow. Y'all know this. Y'all know this. But yeah, there's my rant on that one, y'all. Hopefully you got some little nugget of wisdom in there somewhere. And I really thank you guys for listening. And as per usual, the DMs are always open. I love connecting with you guys. You guys give me a lot of inspiration in the DMs. So hit me up at Riley Couture, R-I-L-E-Y-C-O-U-T-U-R-E. That's Facebook and Instagram. Twitter is Riley Couture 5. Snapchat is at Radio Recon. And TikTok is Riley Couture 7. Love you guys to the moon and back. Thank you so much for listening. It's really Riley.